Greetings, everyone. This is Christopher Messina coming at you from the Messy Times studio, joined as ever by my brilliant, brilliant, enlightening, <laughs> and very handsome co-host, James <laughs> Langer. Absolutely. Uh, uh, right back at you, by the way. So, delighted to be here today. James, a continuing dearth of material. Ah. It's, it's, it's rough roads out here, brother. It's hard finding things to talk about. Um, but I think something actually uh, did come up. Uh, yes. That you highlighted that might be worth pondering a little bit. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think once again, what we try to do is we try to separate fact from fiction. And we're going to give you some facts today that are going to lead us down a very interesting path and a very interesting conclusion. But, you know, what I recognize, which most people have a difficult time recognizing because they haven't studied probability and statistics and polling methodologies, is the polls that everybody talks about and Biden leading by X amount in the U.S. and X amount in certain swing states, you know, are widely publicized. But there are many, many problems associated with the polling. And I'll discuss a couple of them. Uh, number one, the polls typically poll uh, registered voter as opposed to likely voter. So that inherently uh, introduces a flaw in the methodology because you should just be capturing likely voter or voters that have voted in the previous two elections. That does not occur. So I'm not sure which way that swings it left to right, but it certainly swings it in a certain direction. The second one is people lie on these things. And if you say to yourself, who is more likely to lie on a phone call regarding who you're going to vote for in the presidential election, a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter? It's a Trump supporter for sure, you know, because Trump supporters, A, they want to inflate the polls possibly in a Biden direction for the shock factor. And B, a lot of people don't want to admit that they're Trump supporters because they're worried about what the ramifications of that would be on a recorded line, which introduces a third bias, the hidden Trump supporter who is unwilling to participate in these polls. And the fourth bias um, would be who is willing at 6.30 at night to pick up the phone and answer 30 to 40 phone calls? It's a certain subset of the population. And once again, I'm not sure which direction this skews it um, left or right, um, but it certainly skews it in a different way. So I think the overall conclusion is that the polls are not an accurate depiction of how Americans are going to vote in this upcoming election. And I think they're definitely biased towards uh, Mr. Biden. And if you just make the simple mathematical assumption that one out of every 20 voters it has falls into one of these biases who happens to be a Trump supporter, there's five percentage points right there. And what happens in that scenario is Trump wins by a landslide. Thoughts? You know, I'm not going to bury the lead. We're going to give our, our listeners the messy times poll prediction. We believe that uh, President Trump is going to win re-election. Uh, he's going to take 42 states, and he is going to win um, their wholly and completely fictional construct of the quote-unquote popular vote, which is not, lest our, many of our listeners may not know this, not actually a real thing in terms of our constitutional republic. It doesn't actually matter. Uh, now, you could have a constitutional convention and change it if you wanted to. There are a bunch of right, rampantly right. unconstitutional propositions on state ballots about apportioning um, or basically giving away your state's votes right now, right? So you could say, 
I'm in New York or Nevada or whatever, and if I vote for one of these propositions, it means that even if the voters in my state vote for Donald Trump, but the popular vote votes for Biden, then automatically my state's will is going to be abrogated and it's going, all those votes are going to go to Biden. So leaving aside the insane uh, machinations of the left to try to rig things because they can't convince anyone of their non-existent arguments, leaving all that aside, and, and oddly enough, we'll get to why that's not a political statement or a biased yep. statement, um, I think you're, you're absolutely right to point out the, the polling issues. The polls in 2016, you think would have been enough to right. have people doubt the right. efficacy of these polls. Um, first off, and this, this is something that Congress in its infinite wisdom should never be asked to change, pollsters are only allowed to call landlines. Thank God. Can you imagine <laughs> how annoying it would be if they're oh calling cell phones all day? Um, so there's a diminishing segment of the population that even has a landline anymore. Correct, correct. They skew older. I'm not sure that we can, without doing our own polling, know who is more likely to be bored and lonely at 6.30 and willing to talk to a pollster. Exactly. A Democrat or Republican, I've got no idea. Right. Um, but the, the, the polls are too long to begin with, right? It, it, basically, what you really want to know from me is, who am I voting for? If you tell me I'm going to ask you 24 more questions, no matter how lonely I am, first off, I'm probably going to hang up. Um, right. Second off, and I, I will I will speak from complete experience, right? <laughs> if you're answering a poll on the phone, you haven't been sworn in in a court of law. I Absolutely. have great joy in lying. So, oh, magic. When I, I had a landline last election season, I don't now. Yep. Um, and depending upon my mood, how hungry I was, this time of the day, whether I was sitting in my pool, didn't matter. Um I lied consistently. Different age, different race, different sex, which is always fun to play. Um, <laughs> different job, different income bracket. Certainly never told them who I was really voting for. So uh, I don't even know how, how we could figure out how many people you know, call, follow the Andy Kaufman view of the world and just right. decide to right. lie to pollsters. Right. So uh, the, the polls are inaccurate. and the, the, the polls that we have seen and the modifications they have done, larger sample size, uh, more than 1,000 versus two or 300, um, very brief, four or five questions, in and out. Those polls are supporting our contention that Trump's going to win. But more fundamentally, where we at Bessie Times have based our, um, our reasoning on is, is observing a number of things. One, there's nothing funnier than uh, watching a kind of campaign rally turnout. Trump is famous for turning out thousands of people right. cheering and screaming, right? Right. Um, never mind the three times in the last week, uh, Joe Biden, at his own campaign events, has declared that he's running for U.S. Senate, which is just really fun. Um, but <laughs> but in multiple times in those events, of course, the, the Democratic team, of course, they're following him. They, they position the camera right in front of him, looking up at him on whatever stage he's on. Right. And they film him, and he's talking. The best things I have seen are when there's a Republican with a with a, a camera behind Joe's behind. left shoulder filming forward. There have literally been two or three people standing there. There was one, I think, in Ohio right. where he was talking to an empty parking lot. Behind him were like 10 Ford F-150 trucks. Rrr, America. And off in the distance, this is this is the best part. This is the cherry on the cake. Off in the distance... There's like 60 or 70 Trump supporters waving Trump flags, yelling four more years to drive right, him out. Right, exactly. Cried with laughter. The last kind of qualitative point we'd look at, and I'm going to give a lot of shout-outs 
to uh, to P.G. O'Rourke for this. In one of his essays in, in his book, uh, uh, Holidays in Hell, he was in a Latin American country witnessing an election for a country that was transitioning out of kind of a dictatorship. They were having elections for the first time. And as P.J. himself says in the essay, I should have known better. I should have thought logically, right? The, all the polls before the election pointed to Party A winning the election. Right. Th- those people were basically... Um, the party who'd been in power, the quote-unquote the dictators who'd been in power, this was their choice of continuing to run the country. That's right. party A. Right. The polls said with 80% surety, or 80% to 20%, they were going to win. And as PJ later said, when party B won, resoundingly, two things. One, hi, um, scared person in a foreign nation who may or may not have an education, may or may not be literate, and who's lived under a dictatorship for 30 years, Hi, I'm a scary person you've never met with a questionnaire. Can you tell me who you're going to vote for? <laughs> right, exactly. Right, you think people don't want to vote for Trump now exactly. because their neighbors yeah. will like them. And then secondly, on election day, the rules of that country were, if you were in line, you got to vote. If it, if it literally took 48 hours for that right. line, right. you got to vote. He right. said and that, that there was torrential pouring rain in the city that he was in. And he's like, it still didn't register for me. Thousands of people lined up to vote. People don't stand in the rain to vote for the status quo, right? And so that, the reason I, I, I give that rather long preamble is the New York Post and the Times uh, said that something like 97 or 98,000 people voted early on a given day in New York City a day or two ago. Right. And they noted that, that was like nine times the number of the people that had voted in a similar period prior, right? So PJ's words immediately sprung to mind. The status quo in New York is Democrat, right? It always go. It has always gone Democrat. I think since Correct. Reagan, right. right? So if that's true, that tells me there might be enough people who are so enraged by the incompetence of Cuomo and De Blasio and Schumer and all these yep. corrupt idiots that they are going to actually change the vote. Republican, possible. We're not including the, New York in our forty-two states. But the voting numbers, and this is good for all of us, are skyrocketing. The turnout is higher right. than it's ever been. Uh, and people don't... The Democrats are utterly convinced that this is because the people have listened to the Democrats tell them for four years that you're an idiot and I know better and you should vote the way I tell you. I'm convinced that the Democrats are watching California ten, turn into Venezuela. Right. S- summers of Marxists screaming and raging in the streets while the... Uh, uh, well, the media tries to play a Jedi mind trick by saying these are not the riots they're looking for. These are peaceful right. protests. Right, exactly. I'm the, utterly... Meanwhile, they are going to shut down you know, the neighborhood of Beverly Hills basically between uh, Halloween and Election Day because they're worried about what might happen. Um, but that being said, so I, th- I, th- I think if we just kind of bring it back and, c- and center our argument a little bit, I think it's undeniable and I w- would almost stated uncategorically, there's a certain percentage of the population that is this hidden Trump voter. And the question is, what percentage of the population is that? And we'll find out, um, you know, probably in two weeks, because I believe in in, in, in some states, well, this is a fact, uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, and I'm sure there's others that they can't start to count the mail-in ballots until the polls are closed on Tuesday. So, you know, you take X amount, how, how long and how many people does it take in Pennsylvania uh, to count, you know, several million ballots? 
my guess is it takes a while and you know they have to be properly filled out and you could have this kind of hanging chad issue uh equivalence if the form isn't filled out properly what do you do with that you know I think another possible scenario is this goes to the Supreme Court, which is wonderful what happened yesterday because this will be decided, um, you know, by an, an, an unpacked court, which um, it seems like the Dems are, um, you know, fully pushing for, um, you know, adding X number of justices to the court, which I think is, is absolutely outrageous and abhorrent. Um, but Topic for another day, but here's let's think about this. Absolutely. We're let's seven days this. away right now. We think 42, 42 states resounding yes. victory. Yes. Um, I would say, despite um, the absolute horror of the ridiculous plural communist jabber-jabber that comes from a lot of the Democrat left, I would prefer that Joe Biden wins resounding victory versus we end up with an incredibly tight election. The country's on a knife edge. No one believes the fake news lying media. And that's got nothing to do with Donald Trump. Right. One of the best essays I read, I think it was in the uh, New Yorker a year ago, about the, the, the etymological origins and the historical uses of fake news. Of course, they love to pin it on Trump. Right. But it right. was started by a Democrat like 50 years ago. Don't care. right? No one, and justifiably, messy times exist and has the massive burgeoning and exponentially growing listenership <laughs> because no one trusts the, the mainstream media. So we, we thank them for that. Uh, but in a nation that has been um, allowed themselves to be convinced by social media that we are far more divided than we actually are, in a right. uh, nation where, you know, I've, you know, you and I have both spent a lot of time, and I've lived in a few third world nations during political events where political violence and the number of people killed during an election cycle were just a statistic that is regularly reported. It's disheartening to see America turning into that. This is what uncivilized savage nations do that they, you murder people because they're carrying the wrong sign. You feel free when someone's having a peaceful demonstration about free speech that it's okay to run up and punch them in the face in the middle in front of cops in San Francisco. This shit's right. got to end. This it, is really, it absolutely really does. Dangerous. I mean, for the first time in my life, I um, am leaving town for the presidential election because I'm concerned with my family's safety. So we're going to go um, into, you know, a, a very small community up in the hills where hopefully, um, you know, we'll uh, avoid the madness, which hopefully doesn't occur. But anyway, it is an unusual circumstance in my life that I'm nervous to see what happens in our country in the major cities, um, you know, because undoubtedly we're not going to have a decision for, um, you know, several days after um, next Tuesday. So, but uh, let's just pray for everybody's safety. And uh, once again, we hope for a decisive victory. Um, we made our prediction, but if it goes the other way, we just hope that, um, you know, civil unrest uh, is kept to a minimum. It's a good hope. It's a good hope. Uh, last quick question for our, for our listeners to think about, and maybe we should make book on this. How many counties and in which states will end up tallying more votes than there are registered voters? <laughs> That's a good question. Because Detroit pulled know. that off last time. Yeah, they sure did. I mean, More uh, people voted in Detroit than are registered voters in Detroit. Magic. Right, right. And there's, there's several um, instances of people getting um, you know, more than one ballot in the mail as well. 
So this will be very, very uh, interesting to see. It'll be an election like probably none of us have ever seen, with the exception of uh, Bush versus Gore. So let's, But that election uh, was not held in messy times. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, um, you know, you listeners are so incredibly lucky that you are, get our wisdom bestowed upon you uh, and can have this rationality and understanding to what's going on in the world. Um, you make to, you make me want to be a listener. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh boy! But um, yeah, that's all I got for today. We'll see. Fantastic. Well, I, I love it. I, I I love the discussion of the statistical uh, anomalies and the the difficulties yep. that are going to come up in the polling process. And you've got uh, you've you've got our prediction, everyone. And uh, we'll see you on the other end of this nonsense. Absolutely. And uh, once again, turn off the news, turn on Messy Times, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, log on to our website, sign up, follow us on Apple, uh, Spotify, we're all over the place. So looking forward to hearing more uh, from you and excited uh, to keep building this amazing audience.